Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We're recording. Recording, everybody. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. A welcome to Two Black Girls, One Rose. Where together we'll uncover what we can learn about modern dating, love, and relationships from popular television. I'm Natasha. And I'm Justine. And welcome back again <coughs> to the Love is Blind after show. Woo! So exciting. Yes. Shout out to Dr. Viviana, our inaugural yes. guest who joined uh-huh. us last week to dissect episodes one through six. Mm-hmm. Today, we'll be joined by another very special, special guest, mm-hmm. certified dating coach, Demona Hoffman. Mm-hmm. Demona has been coaching singles on finding love for over 17 years. She's an OkCupid official dating expert and the official love expert on The Drew Barrymore Show. Um, we're excited to dig in with Demona today to understand what exactly went wrong with Kenneth and Brittany. Mm-hmm. Couldn't yeah, maybe even- she knows. <laughs> yeah, maybe she can figure out how they couldn't make it past the honeymoon. Mm-hmm. Um, as well as we'll talk Chelsea's anxious attachment, Clay's trauma dumping, when's the best time to reveal your trauma, and signs you're dating a narcissist inspired by Jerome. Oh, messy Jerome. <laughs> so very excited to chat with Demona about all the things. And mm-hmm. also want to remind everybody to stick around for the very end of the episode. We will be discussing the latest episode of Real Housewives of Potomac, we have mm-hmm. not forgotten. Okay, before we dive in with Demona, just a couple things we got to talk about, y'all. Yes, yes. Things we have to talk about: Trevor mm. and Jerome, the mm. two of them, mm. a pair, the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> this weekend, a hot mess. I can't. Oh my god, and a little bit of Kenneth too. To be honest, there's a laugh flowing around with him too as well. Oh really? I haven't seen. Oh okay. yes, girl. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. Traders, because mm-hmm. it's the best show on television. Yes, we need so, to catch up. It's been a minute. That's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> drag Race, the second best show on television. Yeah, let's talk a little Drag Race most. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. And then do you um, want to talk about One Day? Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about One Day. Everybody's yeah. chatting, everybody's watching, everybody's crying, mm-hmm. going through their emotions. So I'll give you my experience as well, friend. Um, All right. If you want to listen to this episode ad free with our juicy pre-show hot takes on Trevor, Jerome, Traders, Drag Race, all the above, make sure you join the Rose Garden over at Patreon. Head to patreon.com slash two black girls, one rose. You can watch us on video. You can also join Mm -hmm. us for two black girls. Watch our weekly reaction video. We are currently watching Millionaire Matchmaker season three. It is a blast. It is a hoot. (laughs) It is a hoot. (laughs) <laughs> um, you can also try out a Patreon membership with a seven-day free trial, so might as well give it a whirl. Got nothing to lose. And a shout-out to the Rose Garden. Love you guys. Beautiful community. We mm-hmm. love you guys. We are so excited to welcome to our Love is Blind after show. She is a mm-hmm. certified dating coach 
who has been coaching singles on how to find love online and offline for over 17 years. She hosts the award-winning podcast that we actually were on a couple couple months back uh, called Dates and Mates. She is an OkCupid official dating expert and serves as the official love expert of the Drew Barrymore Show. She's also an author of F the Fairy Tale, Rewrite the Dating Myths and Live Your Own Love Story, a guide to dismantling the myths that get in the way of finding love, where she reveals the four pillars of strong relationships, goals, values, communication, and trust. She also happens to be a Love is Blind super fan and is mm-hmm. here to help us break down what's going on with these couples in episodes seven through nine. Please welcome to the show, Demona Hoffman. Hey. Thanks for having me to talk about my favorite guilty pleasure. Yes. <laughs> oh yes. my slash, God. Everyone. Slash sociological study informing my, oh my work. God. Yes. yes. That's true. Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> that was our next question is what is your relationship to Love is Blind? How many seasons have you watched? We're on season six now. So how many have you put All yourself six. through? Clean sweep. All six. Um, wow. I actually, I worked on a show that was a spinoff of Hashtag Black Love. I mean, hashtag, okay. oh, yeah. it was mm-hmm. called Hashtag Black Love. It was a spinoff mm-hmm. of Married at First Sight, which was by the same producers. Oh, so okay. they reached okay. out to me when they were like, you should watch our new show, Love is Blind. Let us know what you think. And I, like from day one, I was like, y'all knocked it out of the park. Like mm-hmm. that, yeah. the, the, for, the formula just can't be beat. Obviously, season yeah. one. Yeah. I know. Never ha- I mean, any, any reality dating show, it just can never capture mm-hmm. the the magic of a season one mm-hmm. show because mm-hmm. once people know what the concept is then you get all the people that yeah. are on it more because of what it can do for them than right. truly going through this social experiment which right. i think we're actually seeing the most of this season this season agree yep. you agree yep, yep, yep. yeah yeah we we're just talking about that <laughs> during our pre-show just yeah it's now season six this is like a global phenomenon of a show people going into casting know that so you're gonna get some people who are yeah just here for fame and fortune and what they can get and mm-hmm. the pureness of jessica and mark and lauren and cameron and amber and barnett like i don't those days are gone <laughs> It'll never be. Season four. Until the next show. Yeah, until the next one. Season Mm -hmm. four came close, but we'll see, you know. Still not as Uh, pure, though, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, (laughs) So you watch this with your husband. You let us know. What are his thoughts about season six (laughs) overall? I love the husband commentary. And does he willingly watch, or are you like, come sit down and watch this? (laughs) No, he's really into it. And love it. Really, there's probably, there's three... Uh, relationship shows that we watch together. And mm-hmm. this is, of course, the the mothership. And uh, we also watch um, we also watch Love on the Spectrum. And oh we watch God, we Couples too. Therapy. I love show. Oh, yeah. Couples Therapy. I know. I know. Couples language. Oh, yeah. my God. The Seriously. But this one is the one that we talk to the TV the most. <laughs> okay. Is it? Like, okay. Yeah, and, he, and he's jumped on board usually it used to just be me screaming at the tv mm-hmm. but now now he has started to have feelings and opinions that cannot be kept inside so oh, wow. there was a lot of <laughs> screaming definitely well in the pods i loved how we spent more time in the pods this season yeah. first of all because yeah. i always felt like that's too fast like mm-hmm. i want i'm interested 
I don't know if it's just because I'm a dating coach, but I'm interested in that discovery part, Mm -hmm, not mm -hmm. just how it plays out, but like, how did we even get here? Mm -hmm. And so I love that we were in the pods longer, but it did allow for more pod drama. (laughs) Yeah. And all of the various love triangles, which you never know how many, how much of the love triangles you don't actually see like in prior seasons, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but they were Mm -hmm. obviously leading with that because Obviously, mm-hmm. if everyone's dating each other, mm-hmm. the the person they end up with is not the only person that they're talking to. Right. So there are probably more um, more possible combinations that we just never even got to see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in some seasons, we never even got to see like the the um, couples that like the made it all couples. the way to the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Go figure. So, um, what has he gotten worked up about? <laughs> um, <laughs> Everything Chelsea. <laughs> oh, yeah. I feel like Chelsea's very <laughs> triggering to men. A, a lot of Is men. Is that it? Mm-hmm. You think so? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I can tolerate when, her, but. <laughs> I, yeah. When people say, like, my ex was crazy, they're trying to think that we think it's, like, a Chelsea type of, like, <laughs> she's so crazy <laughs> like that. Like, mm. as if that's how they're trying to paint her. I think men think that Chelsea is the crazy one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But. Yeah, a lot of crazy happens to her, too. And for the record, for the record, when she was like, I think that people, who do people think you look like? And she said, (sighs) seconds before she said Megan Fox, I said Mm -hmm. Megan Fox. So I was like, really? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Stop, (laughs) Demona. Yes, I did. (laughs) We need to stop this conspiracy campaign. No. (laughs) What? She she looks like a real world version of Megan Fox. She does, but like Megan Fox wouldn't is, be the first person that came to my my head, though. Dang. I'm yeah, telling me you, either. it's 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 in there. <laughs> I see it, but okay. I I, just, I feel like she doesn't really deserve the backlash. Now, of course, she doesn't actually look like Megan Fox. Like <laughs> right. she said mm-hmm. that it's just her eyes and her hair. Okay, mm-hmm. but. Mm, we we all ran with it. Oh, <laughs> that's such a dangerous one because Megan Fox barely looks like Megan Fox. Her and that's what my husband are said. Wild. Yeah. That's what my husband said. He was, he oh he god! Like, exactly that. Megan Fox doesn't look like Megan Fox. I'm like, what are you yeah. talking about? Oh, <laughs> oh. yeah, yeah. Mm. So that that's the big controversy. I think, okay. Of this season, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, he had a very strong reaction to Clay at the beginning, too. Really? Oh, interesting. Let, let, uh, I know we're on episode seven through nine now, but let us yeah. not yeah. forget Clay episode one and two. Yeah. Not great. was a very different Clay. <laughs> Pacing around the room, talking about Matthew? And talking about he needs a girl with a fat ass and big lips. <laughs> like that yeah. Right. Like, what yeah. are we doing yeah. here? Like, there was yeah. a lot of bravado happening that... Mm. Uh, that has dissipated. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So that's the hot takes from uh, from Seth okay, Hoffman, from the hubby. <laughs> nice. Thank you, Seth. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that Seth Hoffman said was, mm. "I hope he picks Jessica because I want to see what she looks like when she wakes up with no makeup." And he's mm. like, "Who are oh you?" Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I don't even. Oh my lord oh, of mercy! God. There was a Just lot a of filler. I yeah, swear, a lot of Love filler. is Blind Tight Season filler. 6, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. sponsored by Lip Filler. Yeah, <laughs> sponsored gloss. by Juvederm, baby. <laughs> Juvederm <laughs> and Lip Gloss. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, my God. That's Things we may never see. I don't yeah, know. hearing the male 
perspective. My brother calls me after like every episode. <laughs> he also um, got big beef with Clay. He, like your husband, really? never forgot who Clay was in the beginning. So this, <laughs> this new Clay, he's like, this is bullshit. Like, y'all don't see this is bullshit. I'm like, I mean, I don't know. Um, so that's funny that I you love said your, that, like, your husband's we make, we make excuses, you know, we're just like, oh, but he's yeah, changed. He's evolved. You know? Yeah, guys just never days, forget. Guys. They're like, I saw you. The Dominican Republic. Yeah, right. he's changed. <laughs> the husbands, the men have not forgotten Clay. <laughs> Um, anyways, let's dive right on in. We want to start with Kenneth and Brittany. So, mm-hmm. spoiler alert, they broke up, in case you didn't know or anybody. Um, and I don't think any of us saw this coming. This was very out of left field. Uh, they were one of the couples I was not really worried about. So, Kenneth and Brittany, they're in an interracial relationship, right? Brittany seems A-OK with this. Seems like she's had experience dating Black men before. Kenneth seemed a-okay in the pods and in the women's court in the men's quarters talking with the guys about his family will be okay with it um but it was after Kenneth's conversation with AD and the conversation about raising black children that you could see the concerns started to arise and quickly we see him shut down and then eventually just completely shut off from Brittany so we're only left to assume we don't really see much from the two of them as to what happened but we're only left to assume that it's due to his apprehension apprehensions with being married to a white woman question i have for you demona so you yourself you're a product of interracial relationship you're biracial right um you're currently married to a white man i want to say yeah no yes okay (laughs) guilty as charged guilty as charged (laughs) i I as well my husband is white man as well um so question i have for you when dating interracially what considerations need to be thought through what needs to be discussed in these early stages of dating well first i was really glad that they even addressed it this season because Mm -hmm. i feel like it's been brushed under the rug like Mm -hmm. we and we talked about this when you were on dates and mates like why Mm -hmm. were we trying to pretend like like the chelsea and kwame issue with Kwame's mom had no, nothing to do with race. Yeah. Like, let's just really? not even yeah. touch that third Talk rail. about it. So I was mm-hmm. glad that they actually brought it to the surface. It was interesting that the conversation with AD was what what sort of seeded that, com- that the conversation between Brittany and um, and Kenneth. Kenneth. Yeah, it was their first like friction conversation. Yeah, right? mm-hmm. between Brittany yeah. and Kenneth. It, yeah. it was. And it's interesting being in an interracial relationship. I feel like there there is no list of questions up front because you can't anticipate mm-hmm. what is going to bring up a conversation in the real world. Mm-hmm. Like, right. for example, when my when we were going through the racial reckoning or whatever you want to call it and. I had a very different reaction to what my husband was experiencing because of my lived experience as a person of color. Mm -hmm. That wasn't something I could really anticipate. That wasn't something I could ask questions around. And Mm -hmm. I, I feel like when you, that is, that is a question mark that you have to be willing to endure and walk through as it comes up when you embark on, an interracial relationship. Ah, okay. So you just got to be ready to answer questions. 
you have to have enough confidence in your relationship that when the question comes up, the question that you can't even anticipate is going to be asked, that you'll be able to address it together. Mm. And so I think there's a mm-hmm. lot of focus on like, okay, well, what are the list of questions? And and even, I mean, between you and me and all of the two black girls, one rose audience, I think that was a producer-seated conversation because to me, the questions felt very by the book like Wait, which conversation ad or from ad the, the whole thing and the ad the and whole, then the, this okay <laughs> and and then what inevitably what Ke- what kenneth raised with Brittany of like well, what about our kids and because to me those are the questions that i used to hear 30 years ago you know, mm-hmm. when I was a kid and people would be like, what is it? What is this thing of being an interracial person? And it's like, it's just like being a person. <laughs> mm. Only, you know, it's just you you have two cultures that you're holding simultaneously. But mm-hmm. it's to me, it's it's again, it's an unanswerable question. Mm-hmm. And therefore it's not something that I feel like, oh, you need to front load that in the, in the decision. It's much more about, like, I'll tell my clients, ask how their family is going to react. Because those are the people that yeah. mm-hmm. you are going to be interacting with first. Mm-hmm, and right. I have seen a lot of relationships not be able to, to stay together because, not because the couple themselves weren't strong enough but because the outside forces uh, in within their family or friend circle caused them to see more distance between the two of them than than was actually there but i want to hear your take though Mm. yeah i mean (laughs) i definitely had questions i for sure had some questions when i started dating um my husband i in early dates, I, I, race came up, I'm sure. I, I can't really remember, but I do specifically remember maybe this is like our fifth or sixth date. It was the first time he was coming to my apartment and I literally had a list of questions. Like I was I was falling pretty fast for this guy and I was like, I don't want to fall completely in until I get some core things. So we discussed like religion. That was a huge one that we had kind of touched on, but not really. Um, and then one of them was race. And I really wanted to know from him just his comfortability with race and discussing race so um not that i need to know like his stance on all of the different racial topics but just like how comfortable do you feel i'm like i'm a black woman i'm like i'm blackity black my family's jamaican like very culturally like you know from a strong cultural background as well like how comfortable are you with discussing issues related to race um and just having conversations about race like does it make you clam up do you get awkward like that was kind of my it was very open-ended question but I was like I just want to hear your thoughts and he was like yeah sure shoot and I just wanted to see it was almost not even the question or the answer itself that was important Mm -hmm. it was like how he was responding like was he Mm -hmm. or how he like visually looked like was he starting to look stressed or was it just I was asking almost another question that to me was important because I was like, I don't want this to be, I don't want to be with somebody who's uncomfortable. Like I even mentioned race and he just visually looks uncomfortable, you know? So that, that to me was important. I also wanted to know, like, do you have any friends of color? 
Like, am I going to yeah. be the only person of color? Like, stepping into your entire life. I had already met one or two friends early on, but I was like, do you hang out and any other black people in your circle? Like, what's that about? Um, so that, that for me was important. I, I just wanted to know, um, like, what's the, what's your world look like that I'm stepping into? Um, and then also, yeah, just like, are you generally comfortable with talking about race or is this like, because I knew I was the only black woman he had dated at this point. Um, like all his prior girlfriends had all been non-black. So I was like, are you, is this like a brand new, like a whole new world? Like is this <laughs> a whole new world for you and you are like deeply uncomfortable right now or are you just like, you know, it's chill. Um, so that was for me some considerations that I thought um, for me to move forward, I needed to kind of assess what this white man <laughs> yep once you go black <laughs> so they say so, so they, they say. say yeah, yeah so they i say. think uh, to me i 100 agree with you it's it's about just bringing it into the conversation mm -hmm. and more so than even being like what do you think about blackness yeah it's like, right. if you can <laughs> bring up topics that will show you how they respond in those situations mm -hmm. but know that that's like a never ending well right. because yeah. right I, I we I couldn't have anticipated George Floyd or even like we talked about how we were gonna raise kids mm. and mm -hmm. religion and race and for some reason I it didn't occur to me to ask like and how will our children identify? Because to me it was like obviously they're gonna be biracial because math. And <laughs> when we were enrolling our kids in school and we had to fill out the forms and it was like, check which, which box, which I, I have problems with boxes anyway. <laughs> I talk about it a lot in F the Fairy Tale. Mm. When we came, it came down to actually checking the boxes and my husband just checks white without even thinking, just checks white for our kids. And I was like, mm. what's that? interesting yeah <laughs> well our kids are three quarters white and i was like yeah but they're one quarter black mm -hmm. and then it was like a new conversation so mm. yeah suddenly right. you have to and you, and that's why asking the question the the way that that you were phrasing it natasha mm -hmm. is really important because you have you're gonna have to answer more questions along yeah. the way and it's more about how that person thinks and addresses <laughs> the questions in a in a dialogue mm -hmm. than it is about their specific beliefs in that particular moment. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That made me think of another thing. Like I, I think another thing that was important for me was that we can talk about certain topics, racialized topics, and he had an opinion and he was comfortable sharing an opinion. Right. I think that was another thing I was conscious of is like, I don't ever want to be, one myself walking on eggshells or two feeling like I have to teach someone obviously there's a level of I'm black so I have a lived experience so there's more that I'm going to know or understand about you know the world from a black lens that he's obviously not going to but I think also him having a, him being comfortable having an opinion or having yeah sharing his opinion or talking about certain topics without clamming up or shying and being like well what do you think 
like, you know, because then it feels mm-hmm. like I'm leading us in the racial world. And I don't mm-hmm. want that like burden no. either. I want you to also feel like you can talk about things on your own. So that that was another thing I just thought of. Yeah. 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 I was more struck also by like just the way technology impacted in social so, media. If, mm-hmm. With uh, Kenneth and Brittany, you're Kenneth talking about? And Brittany. Mm-hmm. So they have both come out in interviews saying that that was not the case and that was all editing. Brittany oh. was like, it wasn't an issue. Kenneth was like, that is not, they pieced that together. And when Brittany said it, I was like, oh. So that really was like, they were really just putting that together with them. See, see reality TV is not real. Yeah. Life. But yeah. I, I was kind of, uh, I, I have strict rules around technology in my house. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, even seeing it once, I didn't like the. Same. Yeah, I'm talking to you and you're just into your phone and completely yeah. ignoring the fact that I'm talking to you. And I right. think this is a problem, for, not just for like love is blind couples. I think this is an yeah. issue overall mm-hmm. in relationships yeah. today that's not mm-hmm. going to go away. Right. Right. Yeah. But needs to be managed. Do you think there's anything Kenneth or Brittany could have done differently in their relationship, whether as it relates to their conversations around interracial um, marriage or even with technology, anything that you see that they could have done a little differently in these early stages? No, I really don't. And you all said that you felt like they were good from the beginning. I, I felt like they were not good from the beginning. Oh, I, I felt like okay. they, I felt like they just matched because they were like, Oh, you have a relationship with God. I have a relationship with God. Therefore mm-hmm. we are a match. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I felt like that was just doing a lot of the a lot of work for them. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I put a lot of stock I, in their faith. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. and of course we only see a condensed version of what happened. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was like, what else do they have in common exactly? Mm-hmm. I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't really see the similarities the way I could with some of the other couples. Of like, oh, okay, that makes sense that they're compatible. I was like. Mm-hmm. To me, just being a person of faith, and because mm-hmm. there's also so many nuances, even within I I am somebody who goes to church, or I'm a person of right. faith. Mm-hmm. There's so many more nuances, even within that, that I've right. seen tear couples apart. Where it's like, well, we both mm-hmm. we both go to church, but it looks very different, or the yeah. way that we right. observe or worship is, is completely different. So um, I think that they didn't really do enough of the digging on compatibility in the pods. They kind of just saw that similarity and were like hanging on to that as a life raft. Mm-hmm. And that wasn't yeah. enough. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, that mm. is true. Well, speaking of teaching. So let's talk Chelsea and Jimmy and attachment styles. First question here, though. Are first of all, have you read the attached book? Because I think we've all read the attached book, and now we're at comma PhD, right? Okay. <laughs> I've, so. I've actually done a workshop with Dr. Yeah. Amir Levine, who um, oh, okay. wrote it. So I do oh, nice. a PhD. Nice. However, I you got more than we do. Yeah, I've been doing the work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So Chelsea is giving anxious attachment 101. I, too, am the definition of an anxious attachment diva. Jimmy seems very (laughs) secure. And are attachment styles something that you you uh, talk about a lot with your clients in the very beginning of them dating and how to address their attachment style? 
I don't. Um, and I actually talk about this in F the Fairy Tale, too. I think we're really quick to slap a label on something. We're like, oh, mm -hmm. he doesn't like mm -hmm. me. Therefore, he is avoided. He's insecure. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> you must be <laughs> avoided if you don't like me. Um, we're really looking for shortcuts in dating today. And mm -hmm. like, like it's like the attachment styles are a quiz, <laughs> you know, like mm. check, just check the box and then tell me which one I am. And then I'll look for the compatibility. And really right. there's so much, there's so many more layers to it. Um, I, for, for me, Jimmy's not given secure attachment either. Mm. I know controversial here. Is um, he giving avoidant to you? you what do you think? Know. Yeah. Well, I see. I don't. I don't want to label him. I mean, I think he's. Mm, mm -hmm. He's. Um, I think he could. It's so much of it is also in how you, who you're relating to. Some mm. of it is ingrained from mm. the you know your primary caregiver when right. you're a child, and that's kind of where you're at. And then some of it gets amplified <laughs> based on how. Who you're, how, who you're in relationship okay. with. Mm -hmm. And look, I mean, Chelsea says that she's had every partner cheat on her in the past. Mm -hmm. She's been cheated on. I don't know if she said mm -hmm. every. We, yeah, we may she said a lot. But yeah. she's been cheated on a lot. She yeah. has reason not to trust people. And that takes a lot of work and a lot of therapy <laughs> where you actually can get the 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 a clear picture of your attachment style mm -hmm. i don't know if she's done that i don't know if she's done that yeah. right right yeah. like it's I mean, hard to trust I, yeah <laughs> i don't think so i think the reason why we like attachment styles too and a bunch of these um shortcuts in dating all these books that we're all reading is that it gives us language right? It yeah. gives us the ability to say, well, you know what? It's not just me. This is an attachment style. This is something mm -hmm. that I have had to adapt to, right? This is something that you as my partner will have to eventually either adapt to or we heal together or whatever the case is. But it gives people kind of almost not a diagnosis. It's not as secure as a diagnosis is. Um, but it is something that I think would be really helpful for somebody like Chelsea, right? Somebody who she feels like she needs a lot of reassurance mm -hmm. and she doesn't say why. And I mm -hmm. think this would give her the language to say why. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know I what agree I mean? With you. I, I definitely think she should go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. I think probably yeah, yeah, everyone yeah, but, should go to therapy. Mm -hmm. And yeah. we, we do need, that language i mean we also see the rise of therapy speak like throughout yeah um, tiktok yeah. and yeah, whatnot TikTok and killing it yeah, <laughs> yeah i know uh, and in this particular relationship seeing how it started and also what her history mm, is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it makes a lot of sense to me that this would trigger a lot of her fears mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I, I know it's make, I'm making it sound like picking. I'm Team Chelsea, and I'm I, I'm <laughs> I'm really not picking a side, but yeah, I I just I do kind of understand where she's coming from, and mm -hmm. um, and I think Jimmy, it, when when you even just look at like power dynamics in a relationship, mm -hmm. like Jimmy holds a lot of the cards. 
Why? From the beginning of their relationship. He's, you know, he's got the two options. She's uh-huh. going to pick him. I know she said it was just because, like, he asked first or whatever. I don't know yeah. if you have more insight into that. But I, I think she preferred Jimmy. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. uh-huh. And so she was needing to be, to get chose. Right. To, right. For that relationship to continue. Okay. Mm-hmm. I see what you mm-hmm. mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see what you mean. She had to be, she had to be chose, even though she was choosing as well. She did not harness that power within herself. She had to be the one who would be chosen by Jimmy. I got you. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Especially yeah. in that dynamic where then everything with Jessica was getting in her head and under her skin. Right. And I'm sure we're going right. to talk about, uh, um, I'm sure we will also uh, unpack the, oh my God, I forgot everyone's name. Laura. <laughs> yes. Oh, we'll yeah. get so Laura. funny. Yeah. Yes. It's so funny how all of their names are like so important in the moment. <laughs> and then like a season yeah. goes by and I'm like, who was that? Who was that again? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, and Laura seeding drama <laughs> constantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah, because I mean, that whole, that whole Jessica, Chelsea, Jimmy love triangle was seeded. It, 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 it wouldn't have even existed if Laura wasn't trying to stir the pot. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy, mm-hmm. but yeah. <laughs> True. Do you think too? I think there's a lot we don't know about Chelsea. I think that because we have not met her parents, we've only met her friends. She got mm-hmm. married at 18. She got mad certs. She is right now <laughs> a flight attendant, right? She's got like, she seems kind of like flighty and like she can't make this, or she's made really important decisions really, really young. And when we get to this point in the show, I'm thinking, was she running from something? Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, we we had know so little about Chelsea's past. She just really breezes by her past. And Jimmy, Hmm. you know, he's got his family, his siblings. He seems like he's in a much more stable kind of space with his relationships i thought that's what you were talking about when you said that jimmy has the upper hand jimmy doesn't seem like he's been cheated on like Mm -hmm. that's true fine (laughs) he seems like his relationship with his parents are fine like he he seems all good like you know (laughs) and with Mm -hmm. chelsea there's a lot unknown there i'm not saying that she's not speaking to her parents i'm just saying we don't know and we've never met them Mm. Um, right and just some some questions around that but but that's it that's it tasha you want to go Well, the question I still have about Chelsea, seeing someone who is so, who has this past, the the past that she has, she can't help, it it is her past with the men cheating, whatnot, and her anxiousness, how can Chelsea or someone like a Chelsea maintain a relationship at all when they have this anxiousness that has an ability to definitely push people away or, or send them running? Jimmy is in, he's really sunken in, but like, he also could just run and we'd all be like, well, okay. (laughs) <laughs> first of all therapy <laughs> yeah therapy mm-hmm. for all mm-hmm. um because we have to we have to develop a sense of resilience in relationships because the only way that you can get into the relationship that you want for yourself into a healthy relationship there is some level of risk and there's some mm-hmm. level yeah. of of holding space for the unknown Okay. We mm-hmm. don't know what's going to happen. We don't know who's going to run at the altar yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we will see mm-hmm. soon. Um, so we have to have that 
that space to tolerate the mm. unknown. And that's right. the thing. I think that's okay. what you're picking up on, Justine, in the in the anxiousness of like mm-hmm. she she has trouble holding the unknown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. She and wants for all the answers like right now. Right now. Mm-hmm. And we She's all scared. Do, we all do to a certain extent, but it's mm-hmm. how do you act on that? Mm-hmm. And how do you how do you respond to your partner when you're in, you know, a crisis moment or a a, a an argument? Mm-hmm. And that is for anyone listening that may see themselves in Chelsea, that is really that's what you need to be able to work through to push past because it's, mm-hmm. it's just never, it's never going to be certain mm-hmm. in a relationship. Yeah. There's always going to be challenges that you, you have to, you have to meet. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I mean, therapy and, <laughs> and get a hobby or something else. Mm-hmm. Therapy, to... therapy and more therapy. Basically you got to talk yeah. these things out. You got to get comfortable. As you said, like, with the unknown and just getting to a place of comfort with being okay with not having everything figured out today with that relationship. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't surprise me that she's a flight attendant, that that's the line of work mm-hmm. that she would gravitate towards because <laughs> mm-hmm. you, you know, things get sticky. You can just leave. You can be yeah. gone. You can, you're in a different time zone, out of sight, mm-hmm. out of mind. You're busy. And yeah. it's not the same as like, clocking into a nine to five and you're you're there and you got to work through it (laughs) yeah yeah speaking of leaving um so we see in episodes eight or nine i think chelsea and jimmy have a huge fight she storms Mm -hmm. out he leaves the apartment for the night would love to hear your take on this whole going to bed angry thing you know we always hear that's like a big relationship no-no you can't leave. You can't leave an apartment. You can't leave. You can't go to bed, you know, angry. Is that true? What are your thoughts? I, I don't tend to believe in any blanket statement. <laughs> like, <laughs> never go to bed early. Er, 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 never go to bed angry. Always, mm-hmm. you know, I, nevers and always don't really work in relationships. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I will say that, especially in the early phase of a relationship, it is important to work through the conflicts. Mm-hmm. So if leaving is your way of being like this conversation is over and we're just going to pick back up where we left off tomorrow and pretend like this didn't happen, happen, then that's going to be, that's going to be problematic for your relationship. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if you, sometimes people just need a pause, right? Mm-hmm. Like I've been in those, some of those conversations where it's just too heated. You're not going to be able to get your point across. You're not really going to be able to hear the other person, which is really what we need to be doing more when we're in conflict with somebody is try is listen for understanding, not trying to be understood. And Mm -hmm. if you're in that place where you're like red zone, not able to reflect on what's being said, Mm -hmm. it's probably not that um, constructive for mm-hmm. you to stay in it anyway. But if you right. can say, okay, let's take a pause, bring the temperature down, I'm going to leave, and come back to the table mm-hmm. tomorrow and we can continue the conversation, then you can actually get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, that makes a lot of we sense. Agree. We, we agree. <laughs> we agree. We talked about mm-hmm. this last week and on the episode. I um, I like to write. Writing. I need to get all my thoughts out. Same. So sometimes we'll take a break from whatever the hell we're talking about and I just go off and write a whole thing. Sometimes for myself. Sometimes I send it to him. He'll read it. He'll process. He'll think of his own thoughts. It just like gives both of us uninterrupted like an uninterrupted moment and space to just get out all of our thoughts without the volleying back and forth. So that's that's worked for me just because I love to write and get all my thoughts down. But um, yeah, Nate seems to find it helpful as well just to like mm-hmm. be able to process all of my feelings and thoughts. And then it, oh, do you write it and then give it to him, or you write it sometimes? And then you- Oh, yeah, that blew I'll my mind, Damona. That blew my <laughs> mind. I was like, you sent it to him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, <God>. Yeah. And <sighs> it's very cathartic for me, obviously, but <laughs> he, has, he has said he appreciates it because it allows it, it allows him to get the full picture of what the hell I'm trying to say, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. Without him interrupting and then it gets off course. So it yeah. gives him the full thing to process and then it he'll go off and process and sometimes he'll write something back or sometimes we'll just talk about it afterwards based on what I wrote. Um, but it's just like giving that uninterrupted space, which often you don't get in the middle of a fight. You just keep going back mm-hmm. and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So. Yeah, it's very, it's very Jane mm-hmm. Austen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> like, know. dear Mr. Darcy. Mr. Darcy. Oh my God. <laughs> That's hilarious. It's important to oh, know man. also how you and your partner process conflict mm-hmm. too. Like, I, yeah. There was this one fight. My husband and I don't really fight very often, but there was one fight we had like six months in, and it it, it was something. What I I had brought him to meet one of my family members. This person did something that made him feel really uncomfortable, and he completely clammed up. And mm-hmm. then we drove back to our place, like pretty much his place, pretty much in silence. And I was like, "You need to talk to me about this. Mm-hmm. I need to understand what's happening." Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And I am on your team. And it was Mm -hmm. like, he felt like, because it was my family member, that he was the one on the outside and that it it was like, he said to me later, if I had left that night, we probably wouldn't still be together. Mm -hmm. But he needed to hear that I was on the team with him. Um, Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And and his style is, and still to this day, he (laughs) clams up. When Mm -hmm. he gets quiet, and he's up here in his head. He's a writer, so he's like always in his head. But as soon as he goes up in his head, I'm like, 
Uh-oh, uh-oh, I gotta bring you back. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> back out. Yeah. I don't know. He's gonna start writing me a letter or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So each situation is different and each person is different, but it's, it's, uh, I, I love that. I love that exercise that you just shared because I hope yeah, it's helpful for, for other people too. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Justine and I won't be doing it. <laughs> no, I can never. I can never. It would be terrible. Um, but let's talk AD and Clay now. So there's a lot of trauma dumping that Clay is doing on AD, has been, mm-hmm. I think, since the pods. Um, he grew up watching his father cheat um, and brought along on these little ride-alongs with him. I know that. Um, I, my jaw was, was so like on the ground. Yeah, no, that, that was, was crazy. wild. Because I was like, why does he need to be there? Is he also like part of the like cell <laughs> the scheme? Oh my yeah, God, I don't know. Like, oh my God, crazy. Sad. Yeah. So sad. Um, and which like side hoe is like, oh sure, like. Come bring I'll just the hop in the front seat while your son is in the back. Like some what girls the like it. Like oh, you're a father. Oh, you're bringing him. Oh, you're such a great father. You oh hang out God, with him. Like yeah, not could sexy. Be part- I don't know. I don't know these ladies. I don't know these two men. But this seems like <laughs> that's a, a clear one. Mm. Um, but he is traumatized, right? He is very constantly kind of warning Ad about what his general fears are about the future of their relationship. And AD just has to sit there and process it, right? Um, and kind of be nice to him back, which I think is also interesting. I find there are a lot of similarities between Clay and Chelsea. Clay just expresses it differently. Um, interesting. Hmm. But I think, like, how does Clay, aside from therapy, right? And maybe what is it that he's going to do in therapy? How does he avoid this trauma dumping on someone who's going to be his life partner. Mm. Mm. It's interesting also watching how he processes information. Like they were talking about how he, he kind of does what I was just saying my husband used to do where he would go inside. Yeah. Right. And he, right. You know, he would be like bubbly, upbeat clay. And then all of a sudden it, a switch flips and it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's, it's like that with my husband, except for he's like, <laughs> Bubbly Elgo. He's just always inside. So, but there's a switch that his friends, that Clay's friends can see mm-hmm. that they're mm-hmm. even ki- kind of warning, kind of explaining to AD that it's something that's happening. It's an internal process in his mm-hmm. brain. Mm-hmm. And it was interesting how I don't. I don't know that his natural state is to trauma dump, but I feel like mm, mm-hmm. AD is like, well, kind of like I was saying, I'm on your team. Like, tell me what's going yeah, on. Right. But what's going right. on in his head is kind of dark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of dark. And that's, mm-hmm. he needs that, that filter to know what, what am I voicing to explain and what am I voicing to like get off my chest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. There isn't the connect right. of how that is going to then make her feel mm-hmm. insecure feel. in the relationship. Right. right. Yeah. 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 Cause it seems like Clay has his dream woman, I would think. Right? We got a fat ass. We got <laughs> big lips. We got petite. We got in shape. We have emotionally secure. We have somebody who doesn't mind saying that he's a baby. Mm. A miracle, <laughs> if you will. 
of a woman, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> and he might ruin it by constantly theorizing that he will cheat on her all the time mm -hmm. before she's even met his dad, before she can even <laughs> yeah. connect the dots for him. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Is it that she just feels, is it that he just feels safety for the first time? Is, is that what we're looking at right now? Do you think? Yeah. That's <laughs> um, a big yeah, question. I think Sorry. He does. Yeah. He does feel safety. He also feels lack of judgment from her. Mm. Right. Right. Because yeah. all of that bravado that we saw in the, in the pods. Yeah. It's just, she yeah, saw right through it. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. like, I see the real you. I, I see that little boy. I mean, she's, she broke him yeah. down to that little the little baby. Little, yeah. Mm -hmm, yeah. Mm -hmm. Going for a ride he, along. <laughs> yeah. Right? And she, he could just be his natural self. He didn't have to do all that bravado stuff that mm -hmm. has been a protection mechanism for like, well, I'm not going to get hurt because I'm, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to just bulldoze everything mm -hmm. and I don't have to be vulnerable. I don't have to open up. And now mm -hmm. through opening up, he found that sense of safety. So mm -hmm. I think it would be confusing at this point for him to feel like, oh, I can't share that with her because yeah. she's already a safe person. Right. Right. Do you think he's not I mean, connecting it down the line of like what yeah. that means to her? Right. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's really as I mean, he calls himself an egomaniac, but it is. I think a natural reaction to just be within self at that time. Do you think there's a right time to tell somebody your trauma or is there, I'm saying this from personal experience. My trauma comes up all the time. There are times when my eating disorder just acts up and I am not uh, well. <laughs> and there are times when, um, money stuff acts up for me and I am not well. It's not like a one-time thing that I've told my boyfriend and he ha is like, okay, I'll just like maneuver my way around these past three and a half years. <laughs> it's something that comes up all the time. Mm -hmm. Is there like a right time to reveal certain traumas to, to your partner or should you just say it all up front all at once? Well, I say... In F the fairy tale, the information needs to be earned. Not mm. everybody is entitled to your life story right off the bat. Yeah. However, like th this is love is blind is such an unnatural situation where you have to make a decision in mm -hmm. what is it three weeks? Basically? Yeah, basically, you need to know if this is the person you're going to spend your life with. You're going to get legally married to this person. You need to get a lot of information out there and fast. <laughs> yeah. So mm -hmm. yeah. I, I, I think the time to talk about it is appropriate. The question is in how he phrases it, how Clay, Clay phrases it. Mm. Instead of being like, you know, I'm still processing what my dad did to my mom and mm -hmm. my role in it, which mm -hmm. obviously... He was not, he, it's not his fault, but like mm -hmm. as a kid and you're there with this woman, that's not your mom mm -hmm. right. and you're having to hold that secret from that is a lot from your mom. Yeah. That's a lot to hold. Yeah. And the, the part that is triggering for AD is 
I'm just worried I'm going to disappoint you. I just don't want, you know, it's the transference of those feelings. Right. That he had towards his mom. Now we're super analyzing it. No, but it makes sense. No, it makes, it makes so much sense because I don't like, uh, for example, last week, eating disorder, going crazy. I'm too fat. What am I going to do? I have to be on a diet right now today. I I cannot eat another carb. I didn't say we're not having dinner. (laughs) To mm. my boyfriend, you know what I mean. I'm not. Mm. I'm not pretty, putting anything on him. I'm not saying like, um, uh, why are you with me? Because I'm so fat. I'm not saying that to him. I'm not putting those things on him. But I think that's because I'm so therapized. <laughs> and I think <laughs> if I wasn't therapized, mm. I would probably be dumping. I would probably, uh, you know, it's it's a very thin line. I think mm. uh, with somebody who you're that close to and that's safe with. Yeah, I. I relate to that. And I've had my own challenges with eating disorders too. And it's like a constant, it's a constant reel. It's it's like a lot. You can't shut it off. You cannot. (laughs) And I have to stop myself sometimes because if it's just, if, if the reel played out loud to my husband. (laughs) Yeah. Oh no, no, no. That you wouldn't be able to hear anything else. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, But he can, but he can be my ally, right? In knowing, yeah. like, I'm having a moment with this, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, I've dealt with this in the past. Mm-hmm. I'm having a moment right now, and yeah. without having to hear the whole tape playback, back, yep, he can just yep. hear that and be like, "I got you." Yep, yep, mm-hmm. and it doesn't yeah. make it go away necessarily. Yeah. yeah, but it does make it a safe space for both. For both parties. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Okay. Personal um, share time. Ding. I know. I know. <laughs> love, love podcasting. Creeps up. I know. Creeps up every now and then. <laughs> so we'll move away from trauma. I want to talk yeah. about <laughs> grace. Grace, I've been saying, is like the buzzword of the century. Everybody's asking for grace. I need grace. We see Clay. <laughs> is it not? I feel like I just learned the word grace in the last like. 18 months it's like everywhere we see clay asking for grace from ad with his job schedule we see kenneth asking Brittany for grace when she pointed out that he was like distracted after the honeymoon um we understand that with these couples in this particular process they do need a lot of time and space and you know a moment to get to know each other and their quirks i understand when you know clay and kenneth are asking for grace but a question that we discussed last episode, um, our recap was like, at what point do you exhaust grace? At what point is it time for you to just like meet your partner where they need you to be? Again, this is not a normal situation because mm-hmm. they're, they're having to make a really important, probably the most important decision of their life mm-hmm. in a pressure cooker. Right. So, like grace is cute and all however you don't really have time for a lot of grace mm-hmm. like you got to figure it out mm-hmm. and when i hear in those scenarios asking for grace it's more asking for space asking mm-hmm. for me to 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 tolerate me as i am because mm-hmm. I can't get to the place where I need to be 
in time for you to make a decision as about whether or not you could spend the rest of your life with me. Yeah. And that to me is not fair. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm not mm-hmm. going to change enough. So take it or leave it. That's what I mm-hmm. hear mm-hmm. In, mm-hmm. in those particular yeah. scenarios. Other than that, love the idea of grace. <laughs> and I think I, I, I love it in terms of I, a lot of times people, when I'm coaching singles, we're, we are so quick to make a decision. And mm-hmm. we're like, oh, saw this thing I didn't like. Red flag, red flag. Can't live with it. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more nuance when we approach it with more curiosity of like, what could that look like? Or how might that yeah. be? be different. So I'm not saying like give everybody a pass and mm-hmm. give everybody the benefit of the doubt. But when you're in a situation where like this is potentially the person you're going to spend the rest of your life with, this there's personal responsibility that I think both parties need to take before anybody can just be quote given grace. Mm. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah. They do a lot on this show that I think is really interesting. And I think it's the downfall of a lot of them of like, well, this is our everyday life. Well, this is my everyday life and you have to fit in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they do a lot of that talk on this show mm-hmm. and they do it on Married at First Sight as well. And I don't think it's fair. I think if somebody has specific expectations and you have to say yes at the altar in, you know, 10 business days, you have to know <laughs> what adjustments you can make. Mm. even for that just like four week period yeah um i think this like this is my life and you gotta get used to it i think it's mm-hmm. i don't i don't know if that's even fair to the other person because whose life is this especially somebody like clay he's an entrepreneur he's got side hustles he's got a nine to five job mm-hmm. and uh ad's a cheerleader who knows when the patriot's gonna call her back you know what i mean like <laughs> who knows right um and I don't think that's fair, but I think expectations being laid out flat fully, that's fair. Mm. You know, that Agreed. that is where you get into the the fair conversation. What do you think, Natasha? Because you, mm-hmm. you feel very strongly about this word. Yeah. I mean, I think that's <laughs> it, though. I think you got to lay out the expectations. Like, I think um, AD needs to lay out ex- like exactly like I will feel good when we spent ample time bonding on our own, when I feel comfortable mm-hmm. in this new townhouse by myself you know mm-hmm. where it's okay if you don't come home because you want to go tend to the airbnbs or whatever the hell he's doing like i think she needs to lay out exactly what it is that she feels she'll she'll need what her expectations are um that he has to show up for before he's given grace that's what i think <laughs> as you mm-hmm. said like you have to earn it Mm-hmm. Uh, you're a stranger, particularly in this process. You're a stranger to me, so I'm not just going to give you the pass to get to stay out at night because you want to tend to your Airbnbs. I don't yet feel comfortable in this townhouse. I don't yet feel comfortable with you being out in these streets when you tell me you have a pass of cheating and all this stuff. Like, I this is what this is my barrier. These are my boundaries, and yeah. I need to feel good there before I can even fathom this idea of giving you grace i understand it but like i can't you have to earn it you know what i mean yeah but i think that's on ad to lay that out though i think it's on her to kind of express and what clay. those expectations are you know i like i think it's really wild for him to be like i'm probably gonna cheat on you and i'm not coming home that's a wild that's that's yeah. crazy 
I mean, <laughs> right. it's ridiculous for him to make these demands even. Yeah. And as you said, Justine, like kind of speak from his chest, like you just got to get with it. Like this is just my schedule. <laughs> Hell, what? Like that also is not fair <laughs> at all. Yeah. But but I am kind of looking to the person who is going to be giving the grace, the one that needs to say like, okay, well, I need to, this is how I'll feel good, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that yeah, has something to work towards, you know? Right. I think nobody's really given him a boundary like that before, you know? Yeah. And I feel like this is a theme that we've seen on Love is Blind in the past. Of, yep. And I don't know if it's an age thing or just something mm. with these guys where they're like, I, oh, I want to still do whatever it is that I was doing. Like, I'm going to mm-hmm. play video games. I'm mm-hmm. going to hang out with my friends. I'm going to be out mm-hmm. all night. This is just mm-hmm. how my life is. Mm-hmm. And that's just how it's going to continue to be, even though now I have a wife. It's like, <laughs> yeah. whoa. Mm-hmm. What did you think marriage would look like? Right. Like, yeah. You signed up right. to do the show if, in case mm-hmm. I'm, I know Clay was like, I never saw the show before. Okay. All right, Clay. <laughs> but you knew what yeah. you were signing up for. Right. right. At minimum. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I I haven't read that many stories of of like oh sure wife is just fine with you go go going out all night and just living your life the yeah. way that you were living it as a single man and that's just fine like yeah. good luck to you finding that in the yeah. pod sir yeah yeah <laughs> or in yeah. the streets wherever <laughs> good luck. It is interesting. We haven't seen for any of the couples, I don't think, maybe in the pods a little bit, but like a clear conversation on what each of them expect out of a marriage. Like as a husband, Mm -hmm. this is how I expect to act as a Mm -hmm. wife. This is what I'm expecting out of a wife and vice versa. I feel like we haven't seen that like... You know who has had it? Brett and Tiffany. They talked about it? Okay. They talked about it. Every Hmm. All their Hmm. packages were so boring because they were like, okay, well, what do you want? Okay, well, how many... (laughs) Of these bills that you want to pay. Okay, sounds good. Mm-hmm. Let's go to dinner. Like, it was just nothing. Because they were both 36. <laughs> they knew what they wanted. They were very, mm-hmm. you know, they were Specific. equally yoked. It was, like, perfect. But mm. I think uh, with Demona, before you got on, me and Natasha were talking about how men's insecurities and women's insecurities show up so differently on this show. And I think this is one of them ways that it shows up differently. I think we talk a lot about Chelsea. People are going to go in on Chelsea. They have been for the party and the this and the that. But uh, Matt of Matt and Colleen, I don't know if you remember them. Of course. Mm-hmm. Matt was the most insecure, maybe the most insecure person we've seen on this show. Like he and was. Also a little and, bit of an alcoholic and, too. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Raging alcoholic. Definitely yeah. key on like full, like crazy. <laughs> right. <laughs> he was crazy. Like, oh. But it was an insecurity that he had within himself. And I think people don't talk about men's insecurities the same way. As they mm. talk about women's because they show up differently, you know. Mm. Um, but this is one of yeah. those ways where I do it's showing feel up like differently that. for Clay. I do feel like overall folks are way more harsh on the women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On this show. Insecure women specifically, guys. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well. Yeah. Like they're very their quick actions to point feel out. yeah, their actions feel loud yeah. in a way that right. And emotional. It, it, and emotional. Yeah. And they get all the screen time for it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right? But you're right. Mm-hmm. It does show up differently. And it, it shows up differently also in relationships. Because as we were saying mm-hmm. earlier, the way you show up changes based on 
who you are yeah. in relationship who you're with too. Yeah. True. Right? Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 So mm-hmm. it's like mm-hmm. my husband is like super secure, like comes from like a loving two parent household, like yeah. just really easygoing about everything, very solutions oriented. And it's like there's there's nothing to really be dramatic about, but like uh-huh. in past relationships when I was with like high drama people, mm-hmm. I was a completely different mm-hmm. sometimes a little bit <laughs> a little bit uh like I would have gotten some screen time, let's just say it that mm-hmm. way. <laughs> mm-hmm. Dependent on those people. Now, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, and then you you kind of learn you teach people how to treat you and you learn how to relate to someone based on the, the resp- responses that you get to mm-hmm. what you say and do as well. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> um, so last but not least, we got to wrap up by talking about Jerome, as we like to call him. Jerome oh my God, Laura. that's what I call him too. You call, call him Jerome too? Okay. I call him Jerome. <laughs> Jerome. That's a good one. Jerome. You got to kind of go on the J. Jerome. Oh my God. So we have Jerome, who is fully engaged to Laura, but just couldn't shut shit down with Sarah Ann. Um, maybe he's genuinely confused and felt like he made a wrong decision. Maybe he's just a narcissist. Narcissist is a, another buzzword often yep. used. Ding, ding. Yep. Very overused. I don't even know if I'm using the right term right now, but um, <laughs> the <laughs> I looked it up. The definition, a, nar- a narcissist is defined as a personality disorder where someone needs and seeks too much attention wants people to admire them and therefore lacks the ability to understand or care about the feelings of others, which to us sounds a little bit like Jerome. Well, and you can have there's that's clinical mm-hmm. narcissistic personality disorder, but mm-hmm. you can exhibit narcissism. Mm-hmm. Okay. Even if okay. you are not necessarily not a diagnosable narcissist. Got okay. it. Okay. Okay. So, so. Agreed. So Jer- Jerome, <laughs> since we can't diagnose him yet, he's exhibiting narcissistic <laughs> tendencies or yep. however you just worded it. So so we come to the ending of episode nine where he goes off until 5 a.m. with Sarah, An- Sarah Ann to talk, quote unquote, and just expects Laura to somehow take it. If Jerome really wanted to break up with Laura... He could have figured out a way to do it, right? He could have figured out some way to figure it out. But he seemingly goes out with a bang, almost like on purpose. (laughs) What's your read on Jerome? And just a bigger question, how do you know if you're dating a narcissist or someone who has narcissistic tendencies? Like, Because it is a word that we use a lot. So, and everyone's kind of throwing it around. How do we know? How do you really know you're dating a narcissist? And And what's your read on Jeremy? Yeah, they're master manipulators. So usually they're pretty good at getting in Mm -hmm. early. Yeah, and they always will put their needs ahead of your needs Mm. or the needs Mm -hmm. of anyone else. And usually it's um, a lack of awareness. I don't know, maybe similar to what we were talking about with uh, some other people. Awareness of how what they say and do affects Mm. the other people in their lives. So with Jerome, I now I don't know him that well, <laughs> but I do feel like he came in hot also, like taking up a lot of space. Like, remember, mm-hmm. he was like so yeah. 
Oh, I also have been saying, like, this is like the corniest season. I was like, these dudes are so corny. <laughs> the dudes specifically. Mm, right? Really? They're you so think? corny this not, year. No, not, not like with all their jokes and the thing. And it, I was like, and <laughs> and Jeremy is the is the king of the corn. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like he, he he in the pods even was like trying to sort of provoke and be like mm-hmm. be be like Definitely. loud and obnoxious and yeah if, if mm-hmm. I'm just if I'm just me to a ten and mm-hmm. they're still okay with that then they're okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Ah. Uh-huh. And yeah, I I feel like Jeremy needs to needs to be that guy to feel like he get to get attention that he desperately oh, craves. Oh, he's damn. an attention seeker. So he's doing it cuz he's missing a whole personality. Damn, Zamona. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too harsh? No. No, that makes a mm-hmm. lot of sense. Because he did but, come into the pods and he was the only one who asked about social media following. He was the only one who asked uh, or no. Seriously. Yeah, he I did. Think yeah. He, well, he he was the only one, right? He was the only, uh, mm-hmm. Jessica did too, because Jessica had like a previous issue. Oh, with it. thing with it. Um, mm-hmm. But he was the only one, and then he asked about political stuff. He was the only one we saw do that. Like he mm-hmm. was the one stirring up the pot the most, Stir- constantly stirring, and constantly getting attention for it. And so yeah. I feel like I, I'm just I'm gonna go out on a limb. I don't know. I feel like in the real world, he's the guy that gets overlooked all the time. And so now he's enjoying being the belle of the ball because Damn. his little provoking tendencies mm-hmm. could get mm-hmm. could get him the attention that he really craves. Mm. So this is another weird. attention-seeking behavior. Yeah. Right. It's weird also because he 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 chose Laura, who Laura, they almost have this like competitive relationship. Like their shit's yeah. weird. They like yeah. are kind of always like one upping each other. He's going off on a you know doing his attention seeking shit, and she like calls him out on it. So it's weird that I hear exactly what you're saying, but then he chose the person that he did, who's always trying to like bring him back down and like shut him down. You know, kind of sh- dim- tries to diminish him. I think him, he's. And they like I go think he gets forth. off on that. I think she's not so much shutting mm-hmm. him down as like I think it kind of amps him up. Like, oh, mm-hmm. you're challenging me now. Like mm-hmm. now it's a now it's a battle. And mm-hmm. as we were saying earlier, she also is a pot stirrer. Yeah, she's, she's mm-hmm. a buster. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I can totally see why he would respond to that, because then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, OK, we're like both stirring the pot together. <laughs> a mess. <laughs> this is very <laughs> exciting. <laughs> The drama just loves the drama. Yeah, that makes sense. He loves mm-hmm. attention, drama. loves the drama, wants to be part of some conversation. Um, yeah, that makes sense because he he knows exactly what he's doing with Sarian. He knows the right thing to do and the wrong thing to do. Right. But he's getting off on stirring up shit among the whole cast and being at the center of yeah. it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And then also stirring up some a little bit of drama with Laura who he knows is not going to just like bow down and be passive. So he's like mm-hmm. looking forward to it. He's getting off on it in some way. Weird. That's my hot take. <laughs> so weird. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, well, Damona, thank you so much for joining us. This, this was, was so great. 
really fun just parsing through these crazy couples and getting your thoughts thank you for joining us thank you for mm-hmm. having me and for letting me talk about my favorite show <laughs> of course of course where can people find you tell them about your book what exciting things you got going on yeah F the Fairy Tale is now available everywhere books are sold, ebook, <laughs> audiobook, and of course hardcover. And um, I'm always doing this kind of thing on Instagram at Damona Hoffman. Mm-hmm. I take questions on my podcast, Dates and Mates. So you can always DM me a question or um, you know, submit it through Spotify or wherever you're listening to the podcast. And I can get you dating advice so that you don't end up with a narcissist or a <laughs> <laughs> or a trauma dumper or any of the folks we've been talking about this oh episode. <laughs> nice. Uh, thank you, Damona. Everybody go thank follow so her on all of the things. Go purchase mm-hmm. F the Fairy Tale. Go listen to Dates and Mates. Um, and yes, we'll see you again soon, Damona. Yes. Thanks, Damona. Thank you. Thanks. Okay, let's talk Potomac, friend. Yes. Oh, man. Man, oh, man. So they open up with this grand dame crowning foolishness. Mm -hmm. I hate it, too. And I love how later in the episode when they go to night golf, Mm -hmm. Karen Karen and Candace are talking, and Karen flat out says to Candace that Giselle has nothing going for her. Like, she knew exactly what that grand dame thing Mm -hmm. was. Mm -hmm. I loved, I got so much satisfaction hearing Candace, or not Candace, seeing Karen even just say that out loud. Like, Giselle has nothing going for her. Like, we're not dumb. We see exactly what she's, what she's doing here, Candace. Yeah. I love how they're not playing into it either. They're like, nope, get something else. Nope, get a storyline, bitch. I'm not doing, I'm Mm -hmm. not going to even entertain this bullshit that you're doing. I'm going to go to the bathroom, head out. (laughs) See See you on the bus. I'm not doing this. Like... Oh my god, it's just coming so obvious. Like, is Giselle not embarrassed? She has nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I mean, I know you're Andy's favorite, but goddamn, we're on but television, god Giselle. Damn. Please. Oh, oh my, my god. god. And she has this man who she's kind of dating, sort of kind of ish, and he's on Bravo. Why mm-hmm. haven't we figured out a way to get him to surprise see you in yeah. the place and then do something with something. him? You can't even convince him to do something for you. <laughs> the storyline, he knows all about this. So boring. Oh. My God. So, so yeah, we learn. Yeah, she's still dating Jason, which I guess she thinks just yeah. dating him, just dating him is enough. And that one picture that they have together, and that, that one picture keep they keep—that's what I'm saying. They keep flashing. That's not enough. We need to see no. him. I don't care. I don't care unless I see him walking, moving in motion during filming. Mm-hmm. 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 Um. Then we see them go to dinner, and she's talking about Grace going off to college, going to yeah. Florida. Yeah. Um, and Wendy and Candace are just on the like they can't hold their face. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and so, of course, that gets spun <clears throat> to you know I'm talking about well, my daughter. Blah blah blah. Th- I think that get the looks get spun, but to me, mm-hmm. what was really problematic was what Wendy said. I oh, like, I wouldn't Wendy. send my boys to Florida. I was like I wouldn't send my boys to Florida because of this that racism and black mm-hmm. and brown people. I was like, girl, we are in. <laughs> America, okay? <laughs> it's all up it's everywhere. It's yeah, everywhere. It's everywhere. 
Then, yeah. Like that, that was a pinpointed, like, well, I'm a PhD. I talk about the news and I'm going to try to make you look stupid mm. and talk about your child. I thought mm-hmm. that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was very much a reach. I was like, Wendy, yeah. you're trying to comfort Giselle in a way that is stupid. You're not going to send your boys to college in Florida. That's where they want to go. There's racism everywhere. Right. What you expect them to do? Like, <laughs> going to start limiting our choices for our children because you don't want them to face racism. They go to school in New York and get fucking <laughs> right. shanked by the NYPD. So yes. who knows? Like, yeah, that was definitely Wendy trying to comfort her. And I was like, well, yeah. yeah. And trying to make herself look like, like, well, oh, I keep up with kind of And mm-hmm. I know the governor I know better. is doing this law. And I know that they're doing this law. Like, that is, come on, Wendy. <sighs> um but yeah i love how wendy and candace just yeah just giselle her storylines she, now she's talking about her I daughter know, like i know they can't even leaving? do it they're like yeah who's leaving to go to college now that's her storyline they're like yeah. i can't even pretend to care like mm-hmm. everybody mm-hmm. sees she's giving us nothing yep oh, my god yep um what else we had giselle again no storyline dragging up karen and mia's drama and Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. karen accusing mia of cheating and coming for people's marriages and Mm -hmm. um karen brings up how mia brought up rumors about her before and Mm. Mia's threatening to tell the full story and just this oh again and again just the past around I, I will say the good part about this cast mm-hmm. is that none of them are afraid of the OGs and I really like that about this mm. cast nobody's afraid to go up against Giselle nobody's afraid to go up against mm-hmm. Karen mm-hmm. and in New Jersey True. everybody's afraid of Teresa Oh, I see. she's a felon Yeah, everybody's afraid <laughs> hey, like connections to the mafia and shit yeah. well, afraid of everybody she- you know everybody in jersey kiss shit. <laughs> I know. I know. Mm-hmm. uh everybody was afraid of jen shaw mm-hmm. also mm-hmm. no felon right um <laughs> you know they're kind of afraid of mary because mary's so fucking mean and ruthless and doesn't care like the okay. fear of other castmates is never good so i like that yeah. this cast, they're not afraid to go up against those that's true that's true yeah and even Mia, like Karen brought her in and she still don't give a yeah. fuck. Like she's still yep. coming right at Karen's yes. marriage. Like, yes. And Karen care. really, really orchestrates this cast the same way she orchestrated Jack and Jill. I know she mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I brought yeah. you in is that it's the same Jack and Jill mindset. It's the same thing. <laughs> but she wants people to like kiss her ring and all of that. And these mm-hmm. ladies are not doing mm-hmm. that. So no. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, I'm curious what Mia these this true story that she has Girl. on karen please it's just made up right like she doesn't know shit <laughs> definitely I, I i don't think we'll ever know about blue eyes or the firefighter right. or whoever karen was whoever with on the side of ray poor ray mm-hmm. i don't know we'll never know i don't know yeah um we also got a scene i guess the next day the ladies are playing some game that robin brought and we mm-hmm. learn that juan's kink is he wants to watch rat robin have sex with another man or woman or whatever yeah i mean i think he just wants to emotionally feel like she's getting even even juan (laughs) wants to feel like you're getting even robin Robin. (laughs) just do it just do it at this point just get a boyfriend your husband wants you to get a boyfriend this is crazy truly is giving you permission girl i don't get it either (laughs) 
I love how she said everybody was like, yeah, I mean, checks out. No one like had any. <laughs> nope. It made total sense to all of us. <laughs> and then he's like calling it a kink. Really, it's probably right. just guilt. This guilt, straight up repent, <laughs> or like repentance, or whatever they call it. <laughs> no one batted an oh, eye God. when she said that. Oh my mm-hmm. God. A mess. Uh, we learn Ashley is working with a confidence coach and is working Listen, on singing Natasha, again. <laughs> let me tell you, and let me tell y'all listeners right oh, now, geez. if I quit this job, it's to do this. A Become a confidence coach. coach. That sounds like a four-day weekend <laughs> certification. <laughs> All right. And that sounds like something I could do. Oh, I already did God. it for Jacob and Ordy on our Instagram. I could do this. I could do this job. <laughs> yeah. Build their confidence. Oh, my uh, God. Build the confidence of, like, delusional wealthy Ashley people. Darby right or yeah or people, I guess she's not even wealthy I guess she's hanging on to wealth mm-hmm. delusional divorcees oh that's, that's a, a market little, that's a that's little a market. market of people that's definitely yeah. a market for that mm-hmm. yeah but yeah Ashley I mean I get it you're with this old disgusting old man who cheated on you every which way with every <laughs> which body <laughs> <laughs> that would do a number that would do a number to anybody's yeah. confidence and self-esteem yes. that's true so i get it i hope along with that coach he's also in therapy that would be nice uh, i hope this is not that's... just it's not yeah. just the coach that she's gonna parse through that trauma but okay yeah her voice wasn't half bad her little singing it wasn't half bad it wasn't it, it sounded mm. very um almost a country adjacent like mm, almost sounded mm. like there was a little twang there which gets you twang. far gets you really <laughs> okay. far mm, mm, okay i don't know what she's gonna do with this singing ashley and these new ventures the singing the <sighs> athleisure oh. line the like uh, yeah just need one thing to make sense and stick i don't know though. yeah because nothing's right. out now and this was six <laughs> months ago so right oh my god mm-hmm. um and that was pretty much it, right? Yeah, at the very end, they confront Giselle. Actually, Robin confronts Candace uh, and Wendy about the making looks faces that they the were giving and making faces. But mm-hmm. I think what Wendy said was so much more palpable and so much more evidence than a facial expression. Right. I don't know why these they, they are hanging on to that. Yeah. yeah, I don't know either. Not the brightest oh, stars. I know. <laughs> I thought to myself. <laughs> I thought mm. to myself when when Robin was doing that. Mm-hmm. I was like, these two have a podcast. How the <laughs> fuck are they making anything entertaining for an hour? I don't know. I was like, you I can't even know. find the shade. Like, like you you caught a stray, <laughs> right? That was you <laughs> caught a stray from Wendy. You can't mm. even. Hang on to yeah. that. Ooh, Lord. I don't know. Oh, I, I, I don't terrible. know. Yeah. Please write in the comments if you listen to Reasonably Shady and please. What, what is it about it? I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Yeah. I feel like Giselle. I can see the entertainment value in Giselle. I can see Giselle. Yeah. She's she's a somehow, fun storyteller. Yeah. yeah. Piecing together a mm-hmm. podcast. Robin though, I don't understand that. I don't know what she's up there talking about. <laughs> and <laughs> why would I want to hear it? I don't know. I don't know. Exactly, and if I do, it's probably only on Patreon. It's some foolishness, some craziness. I know. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! But uh, yeah, that's Potomac. It's pretty. Much yeah, it. that's Potomac. They're still on vacation. Still Crunch on was vacation. like, "They're still doing this." I was like, "We haven't even gotten to reunion, babe. We're not even in the United States." 
you know how I knew, like, they really are reaching this episode, just trying to just put together these episodes. This episode, when they went out to dinner, they showed every single person ordering. Yeah. Yep. yep. Every single person's drink, yep. appetizer, mm-hmm. entree, dessert. They showed it. <laughs> They're trying to eat up time because they got to deliver these episodes. I said, why am I hearing everybody's dessert? Or like, no, I don't know. But Ooh. you know what? I think Kiarna is going to add a lot. I think that's her name. I Kiarna. think so. Yeah. Gonna, yeah. I think Just she's going in. to. Please. Mm-hmm. I have a look. Same. Doing it. Same. Ne- no. Love no. her confessional look, her little bow and the flip. Yeah. The flip. Oh, it's so, so cute. cute. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for her. Please save us, Kiana, because thank God for Love is Blind being on right now. Because... <laughs> <laughs> A whole episode rough. recap of that is rough. No. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Nothing to learn. No. Anyways, we'll be back tomorrow, y'all. We will. Rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Yes. Hit us up on all the things, and we'll see you tomorrow. Sure will. Bye, guys. Bye.